our Father and our God in heaven, again, we call out to you, Lord God, with praise to you, Lord. We call on you, Lord, asking that you would show us your glory, Father God. Lord, as this time is near, Father, for the preaching of your word, remove any distractions, Father. Anything that hinders, Lord God, your word from penetrating our hearts, Lord. Move, Lord God, in this place as only you can, Father God, and may you have your way, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you would, turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10. This morning, we're going to be looking at verses 38 through 42. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. The word of the Lord reads, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. May the Lord ever bless upon the hearers and readers of his word. Amen. I want to tag this text today. Keep the main thing the main thing. Keep the main thing the main thing. Um, I'm going to read the title of a few books. And I want you to see if you can um, see or determine what they all have in common. Two minutes in the Bible through Proverbs, five minutes with Jesus, three-minute devotions for women, three-minute devotions for girls, five-minute Bible workouts for men, one-minute prayer for men's gift edition. These are all highly rated devotional books that are supposed to help us, to help Christians spend a few minutes of quality time with the Lord each and every day. And if you notice, they all promote devotions that that can be done in a very short period of time. Actually, five minutes or less. One book actually says, your life is hectic. Juggling family time, work, and church equals jam-packed days. You want to spend time in God's word, but the busyness of life keeps getting in the way. What if, however, you could take five minutes to invest in making each day matter? Just five minutes. As I read those, some of the titles of those books, and I'm sure we can find many others, uh, I was thinking, you know, there's 1,440 minutes in a day. And I don't know if it's more of an insult that we don't give Jesus any of those minutes in our day or if we only give him five minutes in our day. Now, while I would agree that some time is better than none, especially for believers, 
I believe this, these books shed light on a, on a much, much deeper and, and bigger issue that is absolutely crippling the spiritual health of most Christians today. And that is a lack of quality time with Jesus Christ. An issue that exists not necessarily because we're so busy, but because we have the wrong priorities. No doubt many of us have jam-packed schedules each day, but if we really honestly survey our days, I imagine that we would see that we find the time for those things that matter the most to us. We find those minutes to watch our favorite sports teams play. Regardless of how late it is or what day it is, we know when they're going to play. We find those minutes to watch our favorite TV shows each and every week. We find those minutes to, to exercise, to make sure that we're, we're looking good and that you know, everything's good with our health. We find those minutes to take our kids to little league games each and every week. We fight to find the minutes to do those things that matter the most to us. I want to let you know that anything or anyone that keeps you from spending time with Christ is a distraction. Anything or anyone that keeps you from spending quality time with the Lord is a distraction. We're all faced with distractions in our life and and even more so during this time of the year. During the the Christmas season in which we should actually be fighting to spend more time with Christ. We probably spend about the same if not less time with Christ because we're just so busy getting gifts for everyone, making sure we're with family and all these things that are going on. So in the busyness of this season, sometimes Christ gets put to the side. And so there are many distractions. We face all the distractions. Nothing will influence your life more. Nothing will positively influence your life more than regular devotional time with Christ. Nothing. Not more money, not your spouse, not your kids, but time with Christ. Through the message today, my my prayer is that, that you will make time with Jesus your main priority. That you will make time with Jesus your main priority. Because it's, it's that important. And today we, we come to a text here that really sheds light on how important it is. We, we find that Jesus Christ and his disciples, they're, they're going throughout, they're traveling and they're doing ministry. And they find themselves in the town of Bethany where Mary and Martha live. You know Mary and Martha, the, the sisters of Lazarus whom Jesus Christ raised from the dead. That was sometime after this event. So before that, Jesus Christ and his disciples find themselves in the town of Bethany. And Mary and Martha are at their home and they invite Jesus Christ into and they welcome him into their home. Which is very customary during those times, which was to be hospitable to your guests. Be hospitable to strangers and to invite them into your personal space. And so Jesus Christ is welcomed into to their house and, and we were immediately... Uh, presented with a situation here between Mary and Martha where they're serving Jesus Christ, which is something that God calls us to do, to be hospitable and to serve. And we see Mary and Martha, they're serving Jesus Christ, but we see two, two different things take place. We see Mary leaves serving Jesus Christ to sit at the feet of Jesus Christ. While Martha, it says, is distracted with much serving. So we see two issues here. We see that Mary helps us to see what it, what it looks like to have 
devotional time with the Lord, to have quiet time, to step away and to have time with the Lord. If, if I ask you the number one issue that keeps you and me and others from spending time with the Lord, most of you would say it's time. Just too busy. Got a lot going on. Staying up late at night. Getting up early in the morning. But I'm going to argue with you that the, the number one issue isn't time. The number one issue is the issue of the heart. Time is just a symptom. But it's an issue of the heart. And we see that Mary in this text, Mary exposes her heart for Jesus Christ. Because we see here in verse 38, it says, Martha welcoming into our house. And then verse 39, it said that she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. You can see the heart of Mary because she leaves from, from serving Christ to, to actually sit at the feet of Christ. The one thing that stands out that we must understand is devotional time occurs by welcoming Christ into your heart. Devotional time with Christ occurs by welcoming him into your heart. Martha welcomed Christ into her house, but it was Mary who welcomed him into her heart. So there's a difference. And you say, well, how can we welcome Christ into our, into our, our heart? How can we welcome him even into our house? Well, sometimes, you know, we give our life to the Lord and he's in our life. We want the Lord in our life, but we don't want to spend quality time with the Lord. When we give our life to Jesus Christ, as we witness Noah become baptized, when we give our life to the Lord, the Lord indwells within us through the Holy Spirit and we are the temple of God. You are the very house of the Holy Spirit. And even though we have the Holy Spirit within us, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, sometimes we neglect time with Jesus Christ, though we have the Spirit of Christ. And so Mary, she she has devotional time with the Lord by welcoming him into her heart and not just into her house. It's not enough just to have Christ in the peripheral of our day, but it's, it's, it's more that we have to come before his feet and, and declare how much we really and truly need the Lord. It's truly a heart issue and not a time issue. It's a heart issue because what, those things that we give our heart to, they mean so much to us. And no, anything that has a heart, no one has to tell us what to do. If you love sports, no one has to tell you when your favorite team is playing. No one has to tell you to sit sit down in front of the TV to watch your favorite team. If you love someone, no one has to tell you what you need to do in order to love that person. It's just automatic because they have your heart. It's a heart issue, not a time issue. David knew this. That's the reason why David could say in Psalm 27, 8, he says that you have said, Lord, to seek your face, and my heart says to you, Lord, Your face, Lord, do I seek. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. David didn't say, my mouth says to you. He says, my heart, the seed of me, the very very essence of who I am. Even even God, God told Jeremiah in Jeremiah 29, 13, he says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. 
It's a heart issue, not a time issue. If we're going to have quality time, devotional time with the Lord, it's going to occur by welcoming Christ into your heart and not just into your home. And so we have Mary. She not only gives Jesus Christ her heart, she also does three other things that are, that are absolutely necessary. They're essential. They're simple, but they're essential. And three things that Mary does that we're going to see in this text is Mary stops, drops, and listens. It's simple, but it's essential. Stop, drop, and listen. You know back in the day when you were growing up and you were young and, and, and they used to, uh, your teachers and all those would kind of give you instructions on what you, would, what you should do if you find yourself on fire. If your clothes, if you had clothes that were on fire, whatever, what did they tell you to do? Stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop, and roll. Because at that very moment when you're on fire, nothing else matters. Nothing else really matters. And you've seen people on TV that are maybe on fire or something like that, and you're saying to yourself, stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop, and roll. That's what you're supposed to do. But it's easier said than done because when you're on fire, you're distracted by the fire. And the last thing you're probably thinking about is stop, drop, and roll. It's simple. It's easy, but difficult at times. So we see Mary, she stopped, drops, and listens, and that's exactly what God is calling us to do as well. Remember that stop, drop, and listen. If we're going to have quality time, if we're going to make time with Christ a priority, we must, you must stop what you're doing, drop in adoration, and listen to the words of Christ. Stop what you're doing, drop in adoration, and listen to the words of Christ. One thing that we notice here that Mary wasn't multitasking when she was with Christ. We live in a multitask rich time. I mean, we can be looking at something on the TV, uh, posting a Facebook message, cooking, and taking care of the kids all at the same time. We just multitask, and very few things have our full attention because we're just multitasking all the time. And sometimes, we find ourselves that way with the Lord, where we, we, we very seldom we find the time just to say, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move away everything. Yes. I'm, it's just going to be you and me. Yeah. And those, those are those times where we have to stop holding time. We've got to take the smartphone, leave it in another room. We've got to turn the TV off. We've got to tell our spouse and our kids that mom or dad is going to have personal time. I, gotta, I need to meet with Jesus Christ right now. Mary knew. She said that I had to stop. Mary, the, the thing is, Mary was helping Martha serve. Because we see that in verse 40, in the, in the latter part of that verse, Martha gets upset. She says, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve? So Mary was helping her serve. But when Jesus Christ sat down and started teaching, Mary was like, I got to go. I got to go. Because there's something in someone that's that's much more important. That's so, so much more important. And so Mary, she stops what she's doing. And she, she, she sees that Jesus Christ is more important. And, and the one thing we have to understand is how important hospitality was in that time. It was an honor and an expected duty for one to be hospitable to strangers and guests. And so Martha, she's just doing what, what they would normally do. She's going all out. She's preparing food. She's making sure that everything is right. And I'm sure Mary is as well, but, but Mary sees that 
much more important than serving. And so Mary stops what she's doing. Mary not only stops what she's doing, but she drops in adoration. She drops at the feet of Jesus Christ. When we give our hearts to Christ, it leads us to to adoration, to adore him. Mary drops in adoration at the feet of Jesus Christ. Making devotional time with Christ the main priority in our lives reveals how much we adore Christ when we make him our priority. And that's what we see Mary do. She just drops in adoration to Jesus Christ because Christ has her heart. Do you adore Christ? Do you want to spend more time with Christ? And that's the thing that I get from Mary is Mary wasn't in any hurry to leave the presence of Christ. When you adore Christ, you're not so busy watching your your clock and trying to figure out, well, I'm going to only give you five minutes, Lord. And I got to go about doing my day. But when you adore Christ, it upsets you when you can't spend more time with Christ. You're glad that you're able to spend some time with Christ, but you're never content because you want to spend more time with Christ. Whether it's 30 minutes, 40 minutes, or whatever the case may be. You do your devotion in the morning, you're like, man, I got to go to work. I wish I could spend more time with Christ. Don't be late to work. But that's what adoration leads to, where you, you, you get the sense that Mary wasn't in in a hurry, and we know Martha was probably upset at the fact that she wasn't. Because Martha probably gave it a few minutes. Martha was probably saying, well, I'm going to see how long she's going to sit over there. Gonna, I'm going to keep serving. I'm going to keep praying, preparing. But if she doesn't, in about 10 more minutes, if Mary doesn't come back over and help me serve, you know what, I'm not even going to tell her. I'm going to tell Jesus Christ himself. When you adore someone, when, when they have your heart, you're not so much concerned about it. You know how we get sometimes when sports or whatever the case may be. You're not, you're not, you don't care if it's game that goes two hours or three hours or whatever the case may be. Or if you're out with your boo or whatever the case may be, you ain't, you ain't telling them, you know what, I'll, I only have an hour. <laughs> After that, it's it. No, because you adore that person. And Christ calls us to, to do the same, to, to just be in adoration of him, to, to adore him. And that's what we see Mary. Mary has this posture of adoration. She has the posture of a disciple, a posture of a disciple at the feet of Jesus Christ. And what Mary was doing was absolutely shocking in that time because women, rabbis did not have women disciples. So Jesus Christ is blowing up the establishment. And Mary's at the feet of Christ. As a disciple, it was even unheard of for women to receive actual formal educations during that time. But, but Mary finds herself at the feet of Jesus Christ. Adoration just continues to lead us to want us to spend more time with Christ and not less. You know how it is when you taste something that's so good? You know how it is when you go over somebody's house and you're just so hungry? I mean, your stomach is just gurgling and, and you sit there and it's not ready yet. They're still cooking it, but you can smell it. And you just like, man, I mean, you're, 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 because you're so hungry, it needs you to focus on that food and what's going to be done. There could be a lot of things going on around you, but you focus on when that meal is going to be done. And the food gets closer and closer to being 
and you know that he's good and you're in his presence and you're just thinking about where the Lord has brought you from and where he's taking you to. And there are sometimes when you're just in devotion that it just gets so good that it just calls you to want to just sing out to the Lord sometimes. And you just cry out to the Lord, oh Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder want to sing out sometimes. That's how great thou art. When you're in worship and, and you're just worshiping the Lord, it's you and the Lord. You don't need no organ. You don't need no choir. You just want to worship the Lord. Because you reflect on what God has done for you. You have the word and you just know that the Lord is with you. That's the adoration that the Lord is talking about. That's what Mary was experiencing when she dropped in adoration. So not only do we need to stop what you're doing, drop in adoration, but definitely listen to his word. Listen to the words of Christ. That's what we see Mary do also. She listened to his teaching. She listened to his teaching. Mary goes near to listen to Christ. Go near to hear the voice of the king. That's her heart. Go near to hear the voice of the king. I like what Pastor Bishop says. He says, this is the word of God. Yes. Hear the voice of Christ. Yes. Now, before every scripture reading, I like that. Uh, you, I'm going to plagiarize that. I'm going to let you know, Bishop, I'm plagiarizing that. I'm going to be at another church. I'm going to be like, this is the word of God. <laughs> Hear the voice of Christ. <laughs> like, that brother is just deep. I like, hey, yeah. <laughs> but in all honesty, that's, that's what Mary does. She listens to the words of Christ. That is what drew her was the fact that Christ, the King, God himself, God the Son, Emmanuel, was speaking. And she knew there was something that was certainly different about God and what he was teaching. She wasn't meeting with a book. She was meeting with a person. And if you want to have quality devotional time with the Lord, you have to understand that you're not meeting with a book. You're not just going to a book. You're meeting with a person. You're meeting with a person of Jesus Christ. So when you sit down, you can have the expectation that I know Christ is speaking to you. If we don't have that type of mentality and mindset, we go into it just thinking that we're reading any other ordinary book and that we're just, whatever I get from it, I get it sometimes, I don't feel it or whatever the case may be. But when you know that you're meeting with Christ and you got an appointment with Christ, that just changes your whole perspective. It changes your whole worldview. So that when you go to bed, go to bed at night, you're like, I can't wait to get up in the morning just so that I can meet the cross. I can't wait to get up in the morning. So you willingly get in the bed. Go to bed early so that you can get up early. Now this doesn't happen overnight, but that's as you continue to seek the Lord. 
God says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your, your heart. As we seek the Lord, as we continue to be drawn near to him, he draws us closer and closer to him. To where you find yourself in a place, you're like, I don't even know how I got here. I used to not want to have devotional time, but when you get up that early in the morning, that wasn't me. But you know what? Oh, I, the, the time with the Lord is just so sweet. You don't mind sacrificing that time. To hear the, the words of Christ. To hear him. You know, there was an E.F. Hutton uh, commercial. You remember that back in the day where listening to Christ. And we see this with Mary. Mary stops what she's doing. She drops in adoration. She listens to the words of Christ. And she, she helps us to see that devotional time occurs with Christ when we give our heart to him. Through Mary, we see this devotion. We see what devotion looks like. But it's not enough to know what devotion looks like. It's not enough just to know that I need to stop, drop, and, and listen. We, almost, we also must see how necessary it is. Many of us know how important it is to, to care for our families. There's no question about us needing to, to, go, to go to work or, or to, to go to our jobs and, and even to serve in the church and, and do some of these things that we know that are, that are truly important. But we, we highly underestimate the importance of devotional time with Christ. For that reason, Jesus wants you and I to know that you need his word more than he needs your service. You need his word more than he needs your service. And that's for many of us who are serving within the church. Sometimes we're, praise God for those who are serving, first of all. For those who are faithful in sacrificing time and, and resources and are just faithfully serving the Lord. But let us not let that lead us or keep us from spending quality time with the Lord. Let that not pull us away from the Lord. And that's what we see with Martha. Martha was pulled away because of her distractions in serving the Lord. The ironic thing is that Martha was serving Christ. And we see in verse 40, she says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him. She went up to Jesus and she said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. Martha probably thought, you know what? I'm serving Christ. I know he's going to tell Mary to help me. I'm serving him. This is for him. But Jesus doesn't respond. What does Jesus say? He says, he, he tells her, but the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. 
And he says, Mary has chosen a good portion. Martha became distracted because of all the serving. She became distracted. And that's what that word distracted means in the Greek. It means to kind of pull away from. You're surrounded by a lot of things. And it just pulls you away from Christ. And Martha, even though she was serving Christ, it, it started to pull her away from under and, and or distract her from realizing what is most important, which was devotional time with Christ. And so we see Martha, she's she's distracted. Martha's sin was not in serving, but allowing it to to pull her away from Christ. And the thing we see here, though, Martha could have been a distraction for her sister Mary. Because she she goes to Christ and and if Mary uh, was, you know, if she was maybe not in the right mindset, she could have just said, you know what, I'm going to get back to serving now because I know Martha's waiting on me. She's giving me that look. Y'all know what that look is sometimes, right? And so I'm going to go back and help her. But, but Martha loved Christ so much more than her sister that she didn't allow her sister to become a distraction for her. It is for that very reason that Jesus Christ tells us in Luke chapter 14, verse 26. He says, if, any, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be, he cannot be, he cannot be my disciple. Let those words set in a little. Jesus Christ said, if you're going to be my disciple, says you must hate your father, your mother. Now, Jesus Christ did not literally mean to hate. It's a hyperbole. He's using exaggerated speech so that his listeners would know that your love for him needs to be so much more greater than your love for your brother, your sister, your father, your mother, your wife, your kids. Why did Jesus Christ say that? Because he says that your family is probably the main ones who are going to pull you away from me at times. Little Johnny's Little League is going to pull you away from spending time with you. Your spouse at times is going to pull you away from spending time with me at times. So Jesus Christ uses this hard saying, and he says that if you're going to be my disciple, if you want to follow me, he says, you're going you're gonna to have to hate them. You're going to have to love me so much more. Your love for me needs to be compared to them. It, it's not even a comparison. He says, even your own life, which means even we have to put some things by the wayside at times in order, in order for us to spend time with Jesus Christ. And so we, we must continue to, to see this and, and have this mindset of Mary or else we're going to be like Martha at times where we allow distractions to pull us away from what matters the most. And my question to you, what is your distraction? What is your distraction? What is keeping you from spending quality time with the Lord? Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's the kids. Maybe you're just, you, you just find yourself so busy. Maybe it's work. Or maybe it's the pursuit of money. Or maybe it's the pursuit of comfort and pleasure. Maybe it's just laziness. Maybe that's keeping us and, and becoming a distraction for us. 
I don't know what it is. But we have to be careful to, to not allow these distractions to pull us away from what matters the most. Because Jesus Christ himself, he says that, Martha, Martha, you, he said, you're anxious and troubled about many things. He says, but only one thing is necessary. We're anxious and troubled. We have distractions surrounding us throughout our days. And we're going about our days and we're so busy with a number of things. And we're just distracted that we forget about what is most important. And I'm, I'm convinced that that is one of Satan's greatest tactics. Flood us with things to do. And then they'll forget about who he is. Flood us with a number of things. Entertain us. Make us feel comfortable. Let us seek pleasure. Have a hedonistic mindset. Do these things. And they will forsake Jesus Christ. That holds no One of his greatest times. And yet many times we fall for it. Because we put more... More priority in those things. Even things that are good. Mar what Martha was doing was good. What Martha was doing was not a bad thing. She was actually serving. It wasn't like Martha was just sitting there not doing anything. She was actually serving Christ. But Jesus Christ says, don't even allow your serving me to keep you from spending quality time with me. I hope you understand the significance of that. Be busy, but be busy with what matters most. We're going to be busy, but be busy with what matters most. Martha, Martha was busy with something that was good, but it, but it wasn't with what mattered the most. And I want to say to those, to those single moms, I, I know that to those single moms, it's, it's a challenge. I don't know what it's like, but I know it's got to be difficult for those single moms who have children and they're, they're trying to make sure that they put food on the table and they got to care for the kids. They don't have a lot of help, so they, they need to, to just, it seems like they just can't get a, a, a breath, a breather at times. I understand that, but I, I pray that you will call out to the Lord and, and ask him to help you to manage your time and manage your kids as well. I'm just crazy enough to think that if you call out to the Lord and you're, and you're trusting in him, that he will allow you to spend quality time with the Lord because he knows how important it is. He knows that he is your greatest good. And so the Lord will make a way. To those teenagers, to the students, I know that you're, you're busy, you're distracted with, with school, you got school going on, you got peer pressure, you got homework, you got sports and all these things that you're doing. You're trying to figure out if so-and-so likes you and all these things. You got all these distractions. You got video games to worry about. The new video game is coming out tomorrow. All these distractions. You got Christmas coming out. What am I getting for Christmas? All these distractions. But I want to remind you to not lose sight of what is most important. Who is most important? Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 12.1, he says that remember also your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come and the years draw near of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. He says, remember also the creator in the days of your youth. Before you, you get to that place where you say, I have no pleasure in them. To the seniors. To my seniors, I know you, 
you've been walking with the Lord for a while, and you can you can give us a, 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 a testimony as to how the Lord has blessed you over the years, and, and you've been faithful to walk with the Lord over years and years. But I want to encourage you to, to just continue to sit at the feet of Christ. Never allow your age and, and the knowledge that you that you have now in Christ to, to keep you from coming at the feet of Christ. But always come to, to his throne with a childlike faith. Because you, you know how sweet the Lord is and you want to just dwell in his presence. But if we're going to do this, we're busy. But be busy with what matters. It's going to require some sacrifice, church. It's going to require sacrifice. And when you sacrifice something, when you, a sacrifice is not a sacrifice unless you really like it. So it means you're going to have to give up some things at times that you want to do. But because you know Christ is so much more better and so much more important than those things. It may mean that you have to get in the bed earlier than what you want to. Because you need to get up earlier in the morning. It may mean you have to have to forego watching a specific TV show or watching your, your favorite sports team at times. Because maybe you didn't get to do it at night so you, or in the morning so you got to do it at night. And so your, your favorite team is playing and you're like, okay, Jesus Christ, you understand. No, Jesus Christ understands that you need him more than you need your service. And so you're like, okay, Lord, because you, I'm going to show you how much more important you are to them, my, than my team. So I'm going to turn off the TV and I'm going to spend some time. What type of message does that send the cross? When we say, Lord, this means a great deal to me, but you mean so much more to me. If we're not willing to sacrifice or give up anything for Christ, I question and I wonder how much Christ truly means to me. What are you sacrificing for Christ? What is, what is it costing you to follow Christ? Salvation is free, but being a disciple of Christ, it costs you something. Jesus Christ himself, he says, in, I believe in Luke 14, he says that you've you got to count the cost. He says you've got to count the cost. But oh, is it so much food. And, oh, is it so rewarding. Because once you follow Christ and you know how good he is and, and, you, and you continue to follow him, you, those things that used to be important to you become less significant and less important to you. So when you miss your favorite team playing, you're like, that's all right. Did they win or did they lose? I mean, you still care, but you're like, you know what, if I miss it, you know, it's okay. Because you know, okay, Christ is so much more important. Be busy, but be busy with what matters most. Jesus knows how how it feels to be busy. That's the thing I love about Christ. Christ, you can't say Christ doesn't understand. Because he put on the flesh. He became... A man in the flesh. And Jesus Christ understands what it's like to be busy. Jesus Christ, I remember one incident where Jesus Christ crossed, I think, the Sea of Galilee after feeding the 5,000. And they, they met him on the other side. They're like, Jesus, where have you been at? When he see you eat. He was busy. He had crowds around him all the time. He was healing at a time where you didn't have good health insurance. You didn't have hospitals on every corner. He was healing people at a time where there was a lot of health issues. And so you have Jesus Christ coming into your town. You know everyone was signing up for his health policy. Because he was healing people. He was feeding people. He cared about people. Not, let us not forget 
about the fact that when he preached, it said he preached with authority like no one else had ever heard before. So they wanted to hear Jesus Christ preach. They wanted to hear this message from the one who said that he is the Son of God, that he was the Messiah. Jesus was busy, but if we, if we take a look at Luke chapter 4, we'll see how Jesus Christ responds. Luke chapter 4 I just want to give you some examples to see how Jesus Christ responded. Jesus Christ was busier than anyone, any one of us in here. Any one of us in here, Jesus Christ had us be as far as being busy. Luke chapter 4, verse 42. Luke 4, 42, and it says, And when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. And the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving them. Says Jesus Christ, when it was day, he departed. He went by himself. Not only in Luke chapter 4, verse 42, but turn a chapter over to Luke chapter 5, verse 16. Where it says that, but he, Jesus Christ, would withdraw to desolate places and pray. And if that's not enough, turn over to Luke chapter 6, verse 12. It says, in these days he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. Those are just some little bitty samples of what Jesus, how Jesus spent his time. Jesus Christ was busy, busier than any of us here, but Jesus Christ made sure God the Son, God himself in the flesh, knew that he needed to stay connected to God the Father. And so he, through the, in the midst of killing people, feeding people, doing things, preaching the good news, the gospel, he knew that I need to get away and spend time with the Father. Luke chapter 4, 5, and 6, and you can look throughout all the gospels and you'll see the same thing. Jesus Christ was drawn to desolate places. So Jesus Christ, he knows what you're going through when, when you say you're busy. But he also expects that we would follow in his footsteps as his disciples and recognize and acknowledge how much we need him by sacrificing and putting away, removing those distractions in our life, whatever is hindering us from running this race, whatever is keeping us from drawing closer to Christ, that we would put it aside because we love him so much more. So be busy, but be busy with what matters most. Not only that, we also need to acknowledge that we're not, you're not wasting your time when you're having time with Christ. If we're honest with ourselves, sometimes when you're sitting there, you're wondering, man, is this really the best use of my time? I could, there's something that I, I, can be, I, could, I need to do that is really important. And so sometimes you may feel like you're wasting your time, but Jesus Christ, he tells us in, in the latter part of that verse, verse 42 in Luke chapter 10, after saying, but one thing is necessary, he says, Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So Jesus Christ is saying, what Mary is doing is not a waste of time. Because what she's doing, spending time in my presence, hearing my word, that's something that lasts forever. It can't be taken away. That is what matters the most. Many times we're spending so much time on things that just really don't matter. They won't last. 
But Jesus Christ is saying that your relationship with me, you drawing closer to me, hearing my word, those are the things that are eternal. Yeah. And he says, you're not wasting your time. So never feel like you're wasting your time. You can, you can sit at the feet of Jesus Christ and, and know that you're not wasting your time because you know that he holds all time in his hands. You can sit at the feet of Jesus Christ and know that you're not wasting your time because you know that in all things God is working out for the good, for your good and for his glory. You can sit at the feet of Jesus Christ and know that you're not wasting your time because you know that most of the stuff that you're doing, it won't make a, a bit of difference when, that, when, the, when the trumpet sounds and Jesus Christ cracks that sky and he comes for all of his people. He says, he says you, you know that you're not wasting your time. Mary was not wasting her time at the feet of Christ. And if, and if we look at Mary, every time we see Mary in the scriptures, we see her in, kind of in the same, same position. We see her at the feet of Christ here. If we look at John chapter 11, after Jesus Christ, after Lazarus dies and Mary comes to Jesus Christ, she's at the feet of Jesus Christ again. John chapter 12, we see that she is a week before Jesus Christ would be crucified. We see her at the feet of Jesus Christ, anointing his feet with perfume. And what did the disciples think? They think, she is wasting her money. We can take this money and do something else better with it. But Jesus Christ rebuked them. Not wasting your time. If you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, and you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. Everything we do, it's, 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 you know, it's fun. You have, have a good time. Enjoy life, all those things. But in the end, life is so much more than this. And praise the Lord for that. But if you, haven't, if you haven't come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're wasting your time. Praise the Lord that he, he gives us an opportunity to get to know him. But there will be a time where Jesus Christ, he either calls, he either calls our number or he comes back. And the, the only thing that's going to matter at that point is do I know you as my Lord and Savior for the forgiveness of my sins? That's the only thing that's going to matter. It's not going to matter how much you, how much you did for the church, how much money you spent, how much tithing you did, how much giving you did. He's going to say, did you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? For the forgiveness of your sins. That's the only thing that's going to matter. As I think Pastor Jerry said, there's only, really only two. Either believers and unbelievers. Saved and unsaved. That's it. That's the only thing that matters. So you're not wasting your time when you're at the feet of Christ, the Son of God. And so I want to, I want to, call out to you, if you haven't been spending quality time with Christ, if you've been, been distracted by so many other things that are going on, to the point where you didn't even, you didn't even really recognize you being distracted, you didn't, even, you didn't even realize that you got so far away from Christ because of all the distractions, because of family, because of health issues and all these things, that you become just so distracted, I'm going to call you to repent to that. Repent it, turn from those things that keep pulling you from Christ and turn back to Him. You repent by turning from those things that, that have been a distraction for you, trusting that Jesus Christ will forgive you and that He will enable you 
He will equip you. He will uh, allow you to be able to move forward and to, to seek Him and to draw closer to Him. Repent. Everything I said today, it doesn't matter if we continue on and, and, and do the same thing that we've been doing before. Because you can leave right out here coming in the same way. And I, and I encourage you not to wait until next year. This is going to be New Year's resolution. that's in your bulletin uh, that was put there to hopefully help you if you're not sure where to start or where to begin on how to have devotional time with the Lord. It's a handout that was produced by Mary Fairchild. I've looked at a number of different devotional tips, and I think this is one of the best that I've seen that really is just clear and provides guidance on what or how you can have devotional time, what you need to do to kind of prepare yourself. Devotional time with the Lord in the morning starts the night before. It starts the day before. Because you're not going to wake up one morning if you haven't been doing it and think, okay, I've got to have devotional time with the Lord. It starts the day before. But I pray that you will look at that handout. You will kind of read over that and take away from, from it some things that will help you to, to be closer and draw closer to the Lord and spend devotional time with Christ. As I said before, I'm convinced and I would argue that nothing will have a, a, a more of a positive influence on your life than quiet devotional time with the Lord. When you have that devotional time with the Lord, you will have that peace that surpasses all understanding. Troubles will continue to come in your life. It doesn't mean troubles are going to stop, but it does mean that God will surround you with peace in your heart and in your mind that will allow you and enable you to move forward. When you sit at the feet of Jesus Christ consistently and regularly, God will be able to, to use you in ways that you never thought you would be used before. He will begin to transform you and change you in ways that you never expected. When you, when you earnestly and, 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 and intentionally seek out and pursue even on those days when you feel like you may not be getting anything out of it, keep going. You're going to have those days. You're going to have those days and be like, man, this is just so good. Thank you, Lord. just want to encourage you. And if you have any questions or anything that you, you want to ask in regards to how to have quality devotional time, ask me or ask Pastor Bishop or Pastor Jared. Ask us so that we can kind of help you because I believe this is, this, if, if every Christian, if every church member was spending quality time with the Lord, oh, what the church would look like. Oh, what the church would look like. If everyone is before the face of the Lord, what a difference that would make. What a difference that would make. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we we come humbly before you, thanking you, Lord, first and foremost, for your patience and your long-suffering. We thank you for your patience because, Lord, there have been times in which we have neglected you. We have put things before you, Lord. The very one who 
gave his life on the cross for our sins, living the life that we couldn't live and dying the death that we deserve, yet, Lord God, we find it difficult to give time to you. Forgive us, Father. Please forgive us. Forgive us, Father, for putting things ahead of you. For seeing things as more important than spending time with you. Forgive us, Lord, for forgetting about you when you didn't forget about us. Forgive us, Father. And Lord, I pray that you would lead our hearts, Lord, to to desire you more, to hunger and to thirst after you. To know how much more significant you are compared to the things in our life, Lord God, which is incomparable. Move, Father, in our hearts because we need you more than anything else, Lord. We need you. I thank you, Father God, for your grace and your mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.